obviously there's like this big beef industry. Beef. Beef. <laughs> beef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old beef in the beef oh, industry. There's a beef. There's a beef. <laughs> You're listening to Paleo Pep Talk. Let's get real. I'm Chelsea, owner of Paleo Pep Talk and a 20-something graphic designer living a big city paleo life. And joining me is my multi-talented mom, Lori, traveler of the open highway, living a small town paleo life. Join us here every Monday morning as we share our simple, real-life tips and tricks to add the fun into paleo. Now, let's remember our disclaimer, we're actually not nutritionists, doctors, or trainers, just your average mother and daughter sharing our thoughts and experiences about being paleo. Please consult the doctor for any health concerns you may have. Now, welcome to our Paleo Party. You're listening to episode number 22, the one about paleo terms. And there are the terms, there's not a ton of terms, but boy, are they uh, oh my interesting. <laughs> I have honestly never really researched all of these terms, and boy, do we have a lot of things to tell you. So we apologize in advance if we go over. If you get bored listening to us, you can stop. But there's a lot of very interesting information we're about to tell you, and obviously it's going to be fun because it's us, so. Well, yes, and we are not, you know, scientists (laughs) or doctors, so we are not going to try to be technical about this. We're going to try to be a little bit more, you know, uh, simple terms, just kind of what it is and then how it kind of applies to the paleo, you know, or when you're searching for your food. But we're not going to go into so much depth that, you know, because we, both of us get bored. With <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't really too care. Too much depth. But I did just read, this is a big deal, I just read an entire article about grass-fed beef from Business Insider. Oh my goodness, Chelsea. I know, like did, why would I ever do now that? or what? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but I have some <laughs> great news, well actually terrifying news to share with you, but anyway, yeah. you're going to start. Yeah, I'm going to start, and I want to apologize right up front. I had the flu a couple weeks ago, and I've still got a little bit of a lingering cough, so I'm sorry if I can't catch it quick enough when I cough, but I will try not to cough in your ears. Um, Yeah, I mean, the food in general, you know, we have to think in terms of there are, you know, 340 million people living in the United States, and we have people producing food for us in, you know, large quantities, and We've got a lot of people with different demands now on Mm -hmm. the food that's coming out of those producers and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's probably a real pain for, I imagine, everybody, the regulators and the farmers and everybody to, you know, figure out how to comply, how to, you know, you know, how to even just the the labeling that they are allowed to use and that they can maybe get by with using. Well, that's and, part of what I'm going to talk about. Right. So it, it is a little misleading. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. it's not perfect. It just is not going to be. And unless you have your own farm with your own <laughs> cattle, chickens, whatever, then that's probably really in the end the only way you're ever going to know for sure. What's in your food? What's in your food? Don't you want and, one of those? I would love to have a hobby farm like that. Absolutely. <laughs> we have 10 acres and that's kind of one of my little long-term goals is to kind of have a Whatever little hobby farm. Whatever happened to the chickens? 
Well, I'm on a truck, so I can't have the chickens right now, but absolutely I want to have the chickens. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So, you know, but but, I mean, that's just the reality. You can't know. You have to, at some level, just do the best you can. If you live, like around here, I can buy my eggs from the health food store. They're delivered every Wednesday morning from the local farms, and, you know, I kind of have an idea of what they are. They're, you know... <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, you know, I mean, it's just a reality. Yeah. Unless you can grow it your own, you just have to make the best choices you can make. Yeah. So but before we go into the animal stuff, which both Chelsea and I found is quite, there's a lot there. I just want to, the biggest thing that we see in paleo, of course, is gluten free. Mm-hmm. Because, and a lot is, of people's <clears throat> big question that don't know anything about paleo is, well, isn't that just gluten-free? Or what's the difference between being paleo and gluten-free? Right, right. And so gluten-free, let me just give a, here's here's about as technical as I'm going to get on gluten, okay? So gluten is a composite of proteins, they're called prolamines or whatever, that are found in wheat, in wheat berry, in these kind, all these wheats, wheat berries, durum, emmer, semolina, spelt, farina, farro, gram, something called Kamut Khorasan wheat and N-corn, also found in rye, barley, and triticale, which is a cross between wheat and rye. So gluten is this composite of proteins, and um, they, for some reason, and of course we don't know how far back it goes, but they cause some problems for people. And um, so gluten-free excludes gluten which is those proteins and they it's actually the the proteins uh in those grains that kind of act like a glue they kind of hold stuff together they're people like them people add like gluten (laughs) yeah gluten they add gluten just to breads and stuff to make them you know really doughy and you know Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's been added to foods and it's been around for forever you know, yeah. so as long as they've been having grains. So number the so the number one reason that this started coming out is people that have what's called celiac disease. Mm-hmm. So that's an autoimmune reaction to the gluten protein, which causes damage to the small intestine and other parts of the body. <clears throat> people who have... Um, oh, my thing went away... Uh, people who have celiac disease, they, they usually uh, have a lot of gastro uh, problems. Sorry. Yeah. Um, something just happened to my thing that I had up here. Don't you love it on the internet when you have something sitting there for a while and then all of a sudden you start getting advertisements? And it's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. Wait it's so a fun. Well, what happened to my stuff? Okay, so when people have celiac disease, um, they tend to get uh, irritable or, or they can also have uh, their celiac, but then you can also, that can be confused with irritable bowel, um, iron anemia, Crohn's, diverticulitis, intestinal infections, chronic fatigue. I mean, there's all these different things that people sometimes they think they have until they are basically, if you eat gluten and it makes you feel bad, you probably shouldn't be eating it. (laughs) Well, it, well, yes, but I mean, there's actually people who, you know, like the early signs of celiac are stomach pain, bloating, gas, decreased appetite, weight loss, intermittent diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, 
you know, things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Which so is if you're having, the signs of a lot of things. It's the signs of a lot of things. So what people do often nowadays, we're learning. And so if you're having any of that, just because you're having that does not mean that you have celiac because celiac is where there is damage being caused to the small intestine. There's actual damage being mm-hmm. caused. You can have an intolerance to gluten, which is bloating, diarrhea, gas, headaches, nausea, being tired, cramping, all of that. And But it doesn't mean that there's any damage being done to your intestine. Yeah, your body just can't tolerate it. It just doesn't tolerate it well. So that's part of why if you're having any of those kind of symptoms... Um, if you go a gluten-free diet, and that's why a lot of people do, is because it can help a lot of people, like just if they have headaches. Or if you've had a bunch of bread or grains or different things like that, and you just don't feel so great afterwards, then you might have even an intolerance. Mm-hmm. But if but if you actually have celiac, it, it can be very serious. Yeah. But the intolerance is more just an un- discomfort. And the other thing is most foods that have gluten in them, and that's why a lot of times I don't even eat the gluten-free version of most of those foods because they're breads and stuff and so they're high in carb and they Mm -hmm. cause you to gain weight for most people. Yeah well and then a lot of gluten-free things like we've talked about they counteract the gluten thing with Mm -hmm. sugar. Mm -hmm. So yeah with other stuff. Now gluten um, one thing they talked about when if you go a gluten-free diet they're finding that some people are ending up with other problems because they're not eating the grains, so they're not getting the fibers. But you can get fiber mm-hmm. in in a lot of different ways. And you can take fiber supplements. Yeah. Uh, I use a raw sup, uh, Garden of Life um, supplement that I just love, their detoxy fiber. Um, but you can get, just make sure you're getting fiber in, you know, but um, if you're not eating the grain foods. But really, so you're so not everybody sure not everybody has to be gluten free you could be my husband eats bread and so he has no any problems with any of that and that's fine and that's you know his choice if he doesn't uh want to try that or not that's completely but if you have if you're not feeling 100% and you have your energy and all of that the other thing is asthma in kids they're showing um Children and stuff, when they take them off of gluten and sugar is another biggie, but gluten, even just taking kids off of bread and gluten and stuff, they're... That's like when I was talking about, remember that um, Netflix documentary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's what they talk about is like how like people react like taking out the sugar and taking out the gluten and all that stuff. So Right, right. Yeah, and it and it can. It's funny what you eat can affect. Well, it's what you put. It's garbage in, garbage out, or good in, good out. It's just like how computers run. If you don't put in good information, yeah. you don't get out bad. You know, good information. So yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, so that's why the gluten free. So you know, some people may be able to have it. You know, if they can, that's great. And you know, they make a choice. And then there's other stuff in, you know. Well, we're going to talk about other stuff like GMOs and all that. But um, yeah. so anyway, so that's what the gluten-free means. It's just okay. those couple of proteins in gluten or in uh, grains that cause problems in the digestive system. And you can okay. go on the internet and see all the details about what those problems actually technically are, but we don't really need to go into that because... Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you, so gluten-free. 
Okay. So what's next? So let me do the next one. I'm going to do GMO, and then we'll have you go into the your beef thing. Oh, let, the beef. Let you talk for a while. So okay. okay. So GMOs. This is interesting. Oh, you know what? Can I just say one more thing about gluten free? Yeah. And I brought this up last week. And there's gluten free, like I said, on shampoo and all this stuff. I'm sorry, but there is not wheat in shampoo. So you're going to see gluten free on a lot of stuff that. They just say it because everybody's looking for gluten-free and they don't know. People don't know what the gluten is. And so you'll see everything you can think of on some stuff because people, um, you know, they, they want, they're thinking, I want to be gluten-free. And, and yeah. some of that stuff is just letting people know this is a gluten-free item. They're not saying right. well, we've taken the gluten out. That, no, it's just for right. people that are actually allergic or have a problem with gluten right except for there would and they never could be... have a skin reaction to it if there was something with there could there could but i'm just saying shampoos don't have wheat usually in them anyway it was what i'm saying you know or grains um all i i'm just saying that you're gonna see that on stuff that may not even make sense but it's just letting you know that it's not there whether yeah. they took it out or not is irregardless of the fact that it's just not there. So Yeah. Okay, so GMOs. So the word GMO stands for genetically modified organism. And I am just going to read it's the result of a laboratory process where genes from the DNA of one species are extracted and artificially forced into the genes of an unrelated plant or animal. The foreign genes may come from bacteria, viruses, insects, animals, or even humans. Okay, this is what that means for us in, in as far as food goes, because it's also in other stuff. But as far as food goes, what they've done is to make cash crops, um, mainly soybean, corn, canola, cotton, uh, alfalfa, and papaya are kind of the big seven, um, those, what it does is it makes it so that they do this stuff with this DNA or whatever, so mm -hmm. that it is a, a more pesticide free. They don't have to use pesticides on it because they, whatever they've genetically modified makes it so that insects don't even want to eat it. Yeah. And, and then it also can make them not need, it keeps the cost down because it reduces the need for water and stuff. Well, okay. if bugs don't want to eat your food. Right. You probably shouldn't either. <laughs> you should probably shouldn't either. And actually that's how they used to say that they knew when crops were good, like the apples or they could say, oh, the, uh, you know, the or the berries or the tomatoes. Well, the, the bugs are eating them. They must be, you know, good. So, yeah. So now here's the good news on all of this, especially if you're paleo, this is really good news. So soybean, 90, this is in the United States, the percentage of the crop that is GMO. This is shocking. So 93% of soybean, 88% of corn, 90% of canola, 94% of cotton, and that's in the form, it doesn't matter that it's in the cotton, like that the... the that ends up being woven into fabric, but the cotton seed, which ends up being used for oil uh, that mm. cooks a lot of the fried foods that we get when we're out and about. Yeah. Um, alfalfa, uh, I forgot to write down the percent on that, and papaya, grown in Hawaii, 75% of papaya is GM genetically modified. Whoa. And that was the only fruit that was listed in the top seven. I was going to say, the rest of them aren't, are not uh, even They're paleo, not paleo, so. I know. So I was going through the list <laughs> and fine. I was like... Well, we're not, I'm not eating soybean, corn, canola oil. You don't want to use anyway. 
cotton, yep. the cotton uh, seed, your oil you wouldn't use. The alfalfa we don't eat as people. So, however, the alfalfa is fed to cows, which mm. make your meat, your butter, and all of that. Because mm-hmm. that's part of what you're going to go into on the grass-fed alfalfa is yep. a grass, and they are fed that. And and if their gra- the grass has if the alfalfa is GMO, then it's getting into the milk, the butter, the meat, anyway. Yeah. So, so you also want your meat to be non-GMO. Non-GMO. So um, so anyway, so that's what the so what GMO is and so and uh, commercially the sale of gmos started in 1994 and um you know we don't know you know a lot of this stuff we don't know if the g if, if i mean the gluten they know they've been able to test and they know that it's causing these other problems but you know we don't know what the gmo is called gmos are causing because they're stuff that's in the food anything like that that's put into your body is so smart and it knows what a tomato yep. is and it knows how to process that tomato. The tomato comes with the enzymes that are needed to break down that tomato and everything that your body needs to use that tomato for your body. Well, when something else is put into that, that's foreign to it, what happens with that when it gets in your body? I mean, we, there's, I've looked, there's, there's a lot of speculation. There's not a lot of actual total testing because we just don't know what it could be doing to us but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm choosing oh and here's the other thing though wheat which of course we're not eating because of the gluten unless you have you know gluten-free but wheat is there's no gmo wheat sold in the united states or grown in the united states oh that's good yeah so none of the wheat is genetically modified okay um but they are showing uh they are saying that there's possible health problems shown in animal studies. They don't have any human studies of this, but in animal studies, they are showing from GMOs possible organ damage, gastrointestinal, immune system disorders, accelerated aging, and infertility. And who doesn't know how many people that can't have kids these days? Where yeah. That was just not a problem. Now, there could be other things associated with that. You know, people are waiting a little bit longer and stuff, but still, I mean, yeah. you never heard about that. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting that, you know, really GMOs, I get that the farmers don't want to have to deal with pests and stuff. And, and of course it's nice. They don't have to use pesticides. That's great. If they're organic gardening, they're not using pesticides anyway. But, um, you know, it's every time there's a step, steps ahead in any kind of whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it always has an effect on the other direction, in the other, other direction. Things, you know, yeah. it's kind of like computers. Yeah, they're great. But then what happens when computers go down and our, our whole, you know, everything collapses because you can't yeah. do anything because the computer's not there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's great when we find things, but especially when it has to do with our food, um, you know, we have to just really think about what we're putting into our bodies and what, you know, what, what's our body yep. able to do. I just kind of look at it like if, if, a bug won't eat it. Then Pro- probably <laughs> there's something wrong with it. Probably not good for you. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so that's what I found. I found that very interesting on GMOs because I knew what it meant, what the word meant GMO, but I didn't really understand the whole, uh, you know. Yeah. How it Everything was in our it. in our actual foods and stuff that are out there. So yeah. for us as as paleo people, the biggie. Is papaya obviously out of mm-hmm. Hawaii? Watch your papayas. You want watch your papayas. 
And uh, there could be other fruit too. I, I it didn't list it as one of the big Those seven. Those are just the top seven. Those yeah. are the top seven that they say to really watch for. But um, but the other thing is the alpha. You know, alfalfa. Make sure that your grass fed is non GMO. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah, that's important. Yeah. So before okay. I do the other, I was going to go into organic and poultry and stuff. But until I, before I do that, let's have you go into this interesting grass-fed beef situation. Okay. So, fun fact. I think that I have probably, and not you because you're older than me. But I Me? personally... Older? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. One time, someone asked us if we were sisters, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they really meant that. <laughs> um, uh, no, so I think that I have maybe never actually eaten 100% grass-fed beef. Which is very disturbing to me because I pay a lot of money for my grass-fed beef. <laughs> okay, let me just give you a few grass-fed beef facts. And okay. I honestly didn't really know what any of this meant. I just knew I was supposed to eat grass-fed beef. Okay, so here's just a few facts. So usually grass-fed beef is between $2.50 and $3 more per pound. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. I think right now, grass-fed beef at Whole Foods, for me, is ten ninety nine For a pound? A pound. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And next time I go there, I'm going to drill the butcher because I got lots of questions to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go, I don't know. Yeah. He's... Although Whole Foods, they have certain criteria. You need to look up on the internet because I found it on the organic chicken stuff. Whole Foods has some their own criteria that they have to meet. So it'd be interesting what Whole Foods criteria is for their grass-fed beef. Do some research Oh, that research is interesting. I'll have to look yeah. at that. Okay, that's yeah. a good idea. I know it does come from a farm in New Jersey, but... Okay. So, um... Okay. So that's one thing. Okay. So overall... Cows, kind of like some humans, are absolutely not designed to eat these large quantities of grain. Like, that's not right. what they're designed they're, to do. No, they're they aren't designed to eat grass. Grass. Yeah. That's they, what they're designed Well, you to eat. think about it. What are they doing? They're out in the field. Yeah, they're eating on grass. the pasture. That's right. Home, home, home on the range. range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are um, a pasture animal. So. But when they're eating these grains, they're like a substantial decrease in their omega-3 and omega-6s mm-hmm. and also really important nutrients. They went into a few of them. I don't know what they mean, but they're very important nutrients that we're supposed to get from our food. And it just completely decreases when cows start to eat grain. Well, and the reason is, is because they, their bodies cannot assimilate grain because that's right. not what they're supposed to eat. That's, they're supposed to right. eat grass. So all the good stuff in their body is, that's like for us, we're exactly. meant to eat certain kinds of food that make us healthy. Right. You know. So, and then the problem is like us and like specifically me they cows can get a little sicky from eating this bad grain <laughs> and this is the problem yep. is that then they're given antibiotics that's right to cure the sickness and then all those antibiotics end up in our beef 
Right. So that is a problem. Which isn't even sickness. It's just that they're not supposed to be eating it. Yeah. Right. They're <laughs> not supposed to be eating it, and it gives them little tummy problems. Yes. And they don't need that. So, yeah. um, I, I am going to go into a little very interesting history because it explains this whole grass-fed situation, but there's a few terms here. So, grass-fed, unfortunately, yeah. does not exactly mean that it was 100% Grass-fed its whole life, unfortunately. So, grass-fed and grass-finished means that it definitely was. So, the term finished, do you know what it means? Um, Well, it's what it ate for some period of time, at least, like toward before it was butchered, right? Right. So, a cow can either be grass-finished or green-finished. Right. So, they can call it grass-fed and Grain finished, which right. that is the silliest thing I've ever it heard because that doesn't make any sense. Because the whatever. grain is still in there. Right, exactly. They're <clears throat> not okay. Anyway, <laughs> so the finish means that the last 90 to 160 days. Okay. That is what the cow ate and of its life before it's yeah. slaughtered. <laughs> um, but the problem is, is that a lot of butchers don't, or farmers, whatever, don't want to do the grass finish because it can take typically a year longer to fatten okay. a cow okay. up to its slaughtering weight that has to be a certain weight in order to slaughter it. Okay, So that's it why. takes way more time and way more effort, way right. more manpower and to money. get a it cow. Costs them money. And a lot of money yeah. a cow, to mm-hmm. get a cow ready being gra- to be slaughtered gotcha. by gotcha. being grass finished, right. where green finished, it can happen very quickly. Right. Well, and... ninety to one hundred and twenty days, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. <laughs> because it when it starts eating the greens, it fattens up really quickly, right. yeah. and then it gets all that bad stuff in it, and blah 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 blah. Um, but it was found there have been a ton of studies. This is from my Business Insider article. Um, <laughs> but they have found that it's not. There's no argument about this, but that beef has. So grass-fed beef and grass-finished beef has a lower total fat content than right. green-fed or green-finished. Right. But the kinds of fats are healthier and less likely to raise your cholesterol. And grass-fed also is higher in cancer-fighting antioxidants and essential oh. vitamins. Oh, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's like this big beef industry. Beef. Beef. <laughs> beef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but okay. So really quick, I just want to try to explain this, what I read in this article, because Uh it's just fascinating to me. Okay. And it's going to explain as to why I think I've never actually eaten grass fed beef. (laughs) (laughs) Because I really don't think I have. Um, okay. So there are, sorry. Okay. So all food, all Meat, whether it's grass-fed or not grass-fed, has to be approved by the Food Safety Inspection Service, which is part of the FDA. Okay. So, no matter what, it has to be approved by them. Yeah. The grass-fed situation is approved by a third party. Okay. uh, Corporation that then has to send their findings back to the... Uh, FDA people. Okay. okay? The okay. Food Safety Inspection Service. Okay. 
The thing about the Food Safety Inspection Service is that they don't do any on-site looking, any, they don't go anywhere. They're looking at paperwork. Right, right. right. So things can slip through cracks, all of this kind of stuff. (coughs) Okay. So back in 2006, they, sorry, one second. Okay, so the American Grasshead Association in 2006 helped the USDA develop its official definition of grass-fed. Okay. Okay, so they had, like, this definition of what that, like, that you, what you had to have to be grass-fed. Right. So the USDA grass-fed focused on what the cattle ate, mm-hmm. but it left out confinement, so okay. pasture. Right. Like, Right. That's Whether what the that grass means. was cut and put in a trough for them versus going right. out and Whether they're pasture field. grazing. Right. Home on the range. Okay. Um, and also the use of hormones and antibiotics. That was also not in the oh, definition. That's interesting. It didn't cover that. Which right. it usually covers under organic, but grass fed doesn't necessarily mean organic. So Exactly. Okay. So this just became way more complicated because in this past January, the website dropped their definition of grass-fed. So there's no longer a standard. Oh my gosh! That is why equal did they grass-fed? So it's up to uh, interpretation, right? Kind of. Right, right. So, um. Also, another problem with the grass-fed claim that Mm -hmm. they had was that anything before 2006 that was being called grass-fed was grandfathered in to just being grass-fed without being checked. Oh, weird. So, any company before that that had claimed that they had grass-fed before it was actually a thing Mm -hmm. was just automatically now with the grass-fed label. Right, gotcha. Called grass-fed. Okay. So it was extremely misleading, (laughs) and it was not good because all of these companies basically could just be having this meat that was not actually grass-fed. Right. So there are a few companies. One of them is the American Grass-Fed Association, Mm -hmm. and they're one of just a few that are one of these third-party companies that can certify your meat as actually grass-fed, which means grass-fed, grass-finished, If you're a farm and you want that certification, then yeah. yeah. And if you want that on your label. Right. um, And it has... All everything it must be fed grass one hundred percent. It must be on a pasture, and mm-hmm. it cannot have any antibiotics added, any mm-hmm. uh, animal byproducts, cool. yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um. So they are one of the com. There, there are a few companies that can actually certify it now. As okay. Now, do they list on their website fed. what companies they're certify or what farms they're certifying? Oh, um, I'm on their website. What is the name? Say yeah, that AGA, again. AGA Products. AGA, okay. American Grass-Fed Association. Okay, American Grass-Fed Association. Because, you know, really, unless you know somebody like what Chelsea's saying, and, and you can buy, you can buy a quarter of a cow, a half a cow. You can go in with friends. You can find a farm um, somewhere near you and buy a cow. 
that you know has been, you know, yeah. especially if they're certified or you could buy on the internet and they mail it to yeah. you. So the, the end of this article basically said that if the only way to really, really know that it is completely grass fed is to look for grass finished. Right. Because people that are using that claim have to have to live up to the truth in advertising regulations. Okay. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if it okay. is grass finish and it says grass finish, which I can tell you I have absolutely never seen a package of meat that says grass finished on it. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I have not either. Um, Then it is completely grass-fed because the problem is this grass-fed interpretation situation now like a cow can eat grass at some point in its life and apparently people can say it's grass-fed it was grass-fed so yeah yeah, it's it's very interesting and it's like a whole marketing thing and people want their products to be grass-fed because people want to buy it more and blah 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 blah, well and they want to be able to charge the higher price and you know you have to feel bad though for the farmers in a way i mean these people this you know all their their jobs all these years has been just get the cattle in get the fat get them fed get them fat and get them out to market you know that's their job not they don't have the pasture land they have you know feedlots basically and it's expensive and it's you know i mean you know I, I want the truth. I don't want to be lied to. But at the yeah. same time, I have, you know, I, I can feel for how hard it is for them out there trying to satisfy, um, you know, when you don't have pasture land, you know. Yeah. So, it you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it'll be interesting how this all goes over the, you know, years with yeah. people demanding more yeah. of their food. And- one last thing about this, and then we, we got to keep going. Yeah. Is the, so these are kind of like the four things that you look for is the okay. grain finished versus the grass finished. Okay. So raised with no hormones or antibiotics. Okay. That's really important. Right. Um, organic beef, and organic can be grass fed or it can also be grain right. finished. Right. Um, but it just means that everything that it's being given is certified organic. Organic, right. Um, and I'm going to yeah. go into and that. And it also, definition. and organic also means no antibiotics and no hormones. So, um, and then the other thing is pastured beef. So that's another term that you may hear. And that just means that okay. the little cow was not confined and he was home on the range and ranging out in the pasture. So Okay. Cool. Yeah, so you want your grass-fed beef to make sure that it was out there hanging out, having a good time, and yep. not unhappy in a cage. Yep. Yeah. And so most that's... cows aren't in a cage. They're actually in what's called well, feedlots. Well, okay, not but a cage, yeah, but yeah. yeah. No. <clears throat> I hear you. So that okay. is all of my information I have about grass-fed. And I thought well, it was that was interesting, interesting, Chelsea. Right? Who yeah, knew? Right. I didn't no, know. I, yeah. I had no idea. I'm telling you, I don't think... I'm, I'm going to go talk to Whole Foods, because... I don't well, think my beef is grass finished, and well, I'm you know paying what? eleven dollars for it. I know you should ask them and ask them for the certification of the farm or the name of the farm, so yeah, that you and can look, look it up. up its certification. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I can say that when I was growing up, we had cows. Um, in I, what did you feed your cows? I ate buttercup and I ate number thirty nine, and I they were both grass fed because. Oh. Number 39. I think that was his name, number 39. He didn't have a name. No, because when we bought him, he had a tag on his ear, and he was a number, and I think it was 39 or something like that, so we just called him that. Poor cow. And then we had 39. Yeah. So and then you I, ate buttercup? We ate buttercup. We ate all the cows. <laughs> <laughs> 
We won't even talk about Uncle Fred's bunny farm. Oh, bunnies, 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 bunnies. That's just upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so to keep going, so let me just do, or the definition, definition of organic is it's produced by methods complying with whatever the jurisdiction is of the area that's calling whatever it is organic. Okay. Um, so there's no different pest, definitions? There is for different products. Oh, okay, so, okay, I see. Yeah, so uh, there's no, but basically no pesticides, no fertilizers, no irradiation. When it comes to food, no pesticides, no fertilizer, no irradiation or synthetic additives given. When it comes to animals, no hormones. I mean, they don't put hormones in, you know, apples, but you know what I mean? They irradiate yeah. apples, but so you can't do that. So it just depends on what the food is that they're okay. talking about, the organic, but it's basically natural. Doing it without any added Added stuff. anything. You yeah. plant the seed in the ground. You give it water. You give it, it you know. It grows. Yeah. You eat it. Yeah. And the, okay. it can have fertilizer, but it can't be chemical fertilizers. It has to okay. be something like manure or, you know, uh, yeah. regular fertilizer. Okay. So that's kind of the basis for um, organic. And then the other just definition that we talked about, which... Um, it's just a real brief one, which is the word kosher, which you see a lot. And kosher stuff, a lot of people buy it. It's a Jewish term. Um, and a lot of people, though, buy it because um, they think it's you know good, which it probably is. It's Kosher stands for clean or pure. And it's uh, food that is ritually prepared um, or blessed so that it can be eaten by religious Jews. So, you know, a lot of people eat, you know, you say kosher hot dogs or kosher this or kosher that, and they, because they think of it as more pure food or whatever. Right. So, you know, so that's just what that means. When you see kosher, that's so what that means. So it's blessed by a rabbi or not? I, uh, my understanding was that it was blessed by a rabbi. It's it's in. I it's pulled food. some ranch, my ranch dressing out of the fridge, and I said, well, I was looking at labels, and I said, "Okay, what's kosher mean?" And she said, "Oh, it means it's blessed by a rabbi." And I said, "A rabbi blessed by ranch." <laughs> that's right. That's right. So well, that's it great. goes. Well, it goes through. There's rituals like the butcher. The 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 cows can't have can't feel pain when they're being slaughtered. So there's rituals. There's different things that they Got go it. through and do. That's in compliance with Jewish law. So, All right. Okay. Um, so cool. yeah. And so that's great. So, you know, kosher, you know, that's fun too, but kosher doesn't mean organic necessarily. And it doesn't, you know, right. so it right. just means kosher. Okay, okay. So let's go into the chickens real quick. Um, okay, okay. So, or, and this also actually kind of goes a little bit uh, for pork. I'll, I'll just say for the, the organic meaning of either for pork or for poultry means that it is has been fed organic feed its entire life and that the the organic feed has no animal byproducts no antibiotics no no gmo grains uh and it cannot have pesticides or chemical fertilizers in it and those animals can also not have been given any drugs hormones or antibiotics okay okay so that's they're what way organic... easier than the cows yeah yeah um, so now what you'll see on your packages is free range, uh, um, cage free. So mm -hmm. let's just really quickly. So you know what that is and it may not make a difference. I mean, trust me, I drive through Minnesota. We see these bird houses that have just tons and tons of birds. We see them at night when the lights are on inside and you can see them kind of flopping around in the, in the barns. <laughs> There's thousands and thousands of them. And you know, it, 
again, it is what it is. I mean, you know, yes, we can try to buy our chicken from certain places, but we're never going to be happy it's, chicken. It's never going to be a hundred percent. And chickens are, yep. I, I don't want to get political, but chickens are, chi- I, are, are chickens and they are food. We're eating yeah. them as paleo people. We're believing that f- meat is f- are part of our food. So of yeah. course we want to be nice to them and stuff, but um, on the other side of that, there when you're producing food for 350 million people, yeah, you know it's never it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what well, well, the thing for free range? When you see free range on a package, it's supposed to mean that they're allowed access to the out of doors, to uh, be able to go in and out of wherever they're at, walk on fresh vegetation, have sunshine or out weather or whatever, room to um basically move around and they're supposed to also be no antibiotics or hormones. Of course that's under the organic, but you, you know, you can see organic and you can see free range and they might not be on the same package. So, right. right. Um, however, the government only certifies that there has to be access to the out of doors and it, it does not say how long that access has to be allowed. And it was saying like in some places the door to go in and out might be open for five minutes a day. And if a chicken gets out, it oh, does, no. if it doesn't, it doesn't. So, you know, we don't know. So yeah. anyway, so you, you know, free range just means that they're supposed to have that access. Doesn't mean that they went outside. Doesn't mean, yeah. you know, um, so that's just, you know what it is again. I, I'm it's, I know yeah. it's not pretty, I get it. I'm not trying to be cynical about it. It's just, it, it's reality. Yeah. And it would be lovely if our chickens could all just pluck around the yard and, you know, but. So cage free, when you see that on there, uh, all that means is that it is not in a cage, but it does not, they do not go outside. They are in barns. Cage free is in a barn. It just means <laughs> it's just not like in, in a, a cage. chicken coop. It just no. It just means no because these feeder lots, these big lots. Oh, I they're see. Huge I see. It's barns, just like wooden know? or something. Right. Uh, yeah. But no. But they're just they can walk around inside these huge barns that are not in individual cages. Right. I see. Okay. okay. So Got that's it. all that means. But it does not mean they have access to going outside. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so how do you get a happy chicken? Hmm. How do you get a happy chicken? Well, you know, again, I, and I, it's just the way not, I believe. Well, I guess from like I'm farmer's gonna, market. Well, I, I'm just going to say that they are chickens and I don't know that they feel no, happy no, no. or sad. No, okay. I know. I'm oh, just you, saying, how do you get like a good one? How do you get a happy chicken that, that we're happy with? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, probably, yeah, if you can, well, it depends. You raise your own chickens if you really, you know, okay. want well, to. Well, I can't particularly raise I a know. chicken. I know. I wish you could. Maybe outside your window you could raise Yeah, chickens. maybe I could put a little, a little yeah. yard out there. Yeah. Down but, that, that deck yeah. down there. Yeah, down on that deck. <laughs> but, you know, you can get chickens. Um, you know, you have to look for the organic, the free. Free range is about the best that you're going to get in this category. So if you, but you does don't it need know... to be free range and cage free or just one of the two? One of the two. Well, actually, cage free well, means no. The cage I free buy, thing doesn't really mean anything. No, I don't. Cage free isn't necessarily good. Although there's no guarantee that the free range went outside either. But again, if you're small, if you're buying from a smaller market or from you know like your local store that buys locally or whatever their chickens and stuff, you know, then then yeah. that's you know then that's uh, about as close as you're going to get. You know, um, yeah. But yes, the free range. Now, when it comes to eggs. Pasture-raised 
eggs when you see on there pasture rags and or pasture (laughs) raised (laughs) pasture rags pasture raised means that the chicken was able to go outside and it was it was in a yard where it could forage for uh worms and bugs and dig in the grass because that's what chickens do they forage around for stuff and that makes healthier eggs so when you see on your eggs if it says pasture raised for your eggs that's what you want to look for because that means the chickens were actually out in a yard they were foraging for food they were eating the stuff that they eat and producing their eggs okay Um, got it Got it. So that's for the eggs. Uh, And there was one other. No, I guess that's it. So, yeah, the chicken thing is a little bit of a conundrum as far as getting what I would consider the healthiest, you know, of all worlds in chicken. Yeah. It's a little harder. They're raised in huge barns. Uh, They I can't even remember the millions of chickens that are raised each year for just think about all the restaurants. Yeah, have chicken, yeah, you know, they I mean, chicken, they're just yeah. and their lives are a little bit shorter. So they're raised quicker. In, you know, yeah. they don't they don't linger for a year in a barn. You know, I mean, they're yeah. they're quicker turnover and stuff. Yeah. Um, so just be sure to look for uh, the organic, the free range um, is the best. And then, you know, if you can buy locally, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, if you can have your great. own, then that's the best, obviously. Yeah. But so that kind of helps with some of those terms because they can be a little misleading. Something that says cage free, you just think, wow, he's free. Yeah. But all he's that running means around. Is, it just means he gets to go into the barn, <laughs> not in a little cage. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't ever get to see daylight, you know. Yeah. So poor little guy. It, it, it's hard. You know, talking about food, I'm, I, I want to be sensitive here because a lot of people are, you know, um, like you say, happy animals. And of course we want, I mean, our food is going to be better. I don't know what the happy limit is on animals as far as our terms yeah. of happiness, but I want my food treated decently. You know, yeah. I want it treated well. It's feeding our bodies and we're thankful for that. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, hopefully as we continue and there's more awareness then things will be even kinder. The, the The balance to that is that the more we put demands on the food industry to make things certain ways, the higher the food price of food goes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's just yeah. what happens if we're going to demand for them to do more. Yeah. You know, because just, that. you know, so, because yeah. raising, you know, food, the animals on your own are expensive. So if you were to oh, raise yeah. them yourself, we even looked into raising, We, uh, my husband and I were talking about on this hobby farm, we were looking at the price <laughs> of raising these different animals for our food and we're like, it's cheaper to just buy it. To buy. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It well, I crazy. hope that you guys learned so much and that... Thank you for sticking with us through this longer episode, but I hope that we got through a bunch of terms that you maybe had questions about or didn't know. And if we messed something up, sorry, let us know and we'll correct it. We'll correct it. I think we we did pretty good. (laughs) We're trying. (laughs) I think we did pretty good. We tried. Um, But we will see you guys next week. Our episode next week is going to be something that I don't know anything about. And we've kind of talked about it a few times now. And so we're both going to go do some research and learn about it. But it's about non- Paleo non-food products. So when you see things that are paleo that are like body washes and shampoo and you see paleo deodorant, like, I don't know what any of that means. So what does that mean? So we're going to find out. And I think I've even seen paleo cat food. So I don't know if, (laughs) if, if I... 
I guess I love Snowflake Maybe that'll that much. help Snowflake. Yeah, maybe that'll help him. Maybe maybe he has a little kitty autoimmune disease. Who there knows? you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we will see you guys next week with that episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for hanging out with us for the past half hour. We are so grateful to have you all here with us and listening along. If you loved partying along with us today and want to share it with your friends, please do. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and you can follow us on Instagram at Paleo Pep Talk. And you can find a ton of resources, all of our encouragement, and of course, join our Paleo e-party at www.paleopeptalk.com. And very important, if you have any questions, fun, silly, whatever it may be that you want us to talk about, please email them to us at paleopeptalk at gmail.com or there's a place to submit your questions on our site. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys again next Monday talking about our new topic, answering all of your burning paleo questions. Don't forget to send them to us. But now it's time for you to keep this paleo party going all week and we'll meet you back here, same place, same time. 